Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I appreciate you listening to the podcast today. One of the great things about having this podcast is that there are often things that I want to talk about on the show that I don't always get enough time to discuss. And when I was putting together Thursday's show, I had talked with my executive producer, Tony Gill, about a piece I read on NBC Sports Chicago done by J.J. Stankovitz. And I wanted to have kind of this big discussion about the piece. Like, and it's one of those things where the show gets away from you and J.J. was on the show. And I'm going to share some of that in a little bit. But the show got away from me and I, I wasn't able to get to the subject. Now, it's an evergreen subject. I can go back and talk about it at some point. But since I have the the opportunity to do the pod, I figured I would talk about it a little bit in the podcast. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the the idea of our perception of athletes as adults. Here's the background that I'm I'm coming from. As someone who has covered sports for as long as I have, and now I I have that dual role of being someone who also teaches. And because of that, I can give you kind of a bird's eye view of what I would call, hopefully my, my students don't think of it as derogatory kids, ages 19 through, I think I've had, you know, 27 year old in my class. And I can tell you, that any of those students, most of those, I won't say all, but most of those students would struggle with newfound wealth plus autonomy. So the reason that this this piece struck a chord with me is because of that, JJ did a really great piece. He wrote about Anthony Miller, Bears wide receiver. And if you listen to yesterday's podcast, I talked about how do you go about covering training camp and and doing it well. Well, this was a well-done training camp piece. He talked with a player who had really good success last year as a rookie. Anthony Miller did well. He caught a bunch of touchdowns. He's what the team leader in touchdowns last year. But there were some struggles for him, and the struggles came in the form of being an adult. And... I find the the whole concept fascinating. I was trying to explain it to my parents, who are both educators, after I, I left training camp, because they don't live too far from, from Bourbon A. And I was saying how you look at these men, and, and I'm not saying that because I, I just don't know what it is in the WNBA or for for tennis players, like female tennis players, or I don't know what it is for them, but I know in the, the NFL and the NBA and major league baseball, and sometimes hockey, you have guys that have routines that are so chiseled out in football. In particular, the, the student athlete who plays football, their whole day is laid out for them every single day. They know for the most part, what they're going to be doing minute by minute. They have a few hours to themselves, but not a ton. And then you get to the NFL and no one's going to do that for you. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bears have a schedule of their day, but 
in between that, when you leave the, the facility, you're on your own. What you do in the off season, for the most part, you're on your own. And these are lessons that, that have to be learned. And not everyone is going to be as mature as pick a player, Khalil Mack or Tom Brady, when they first come out of, of school. It's different. It's, it's a very different lifestyle. And then you add money on top of it. Like if you never had money and then you, you have an abundance of money and you have an abundance of time that those two things in combination can be pretty dangerous. And I, I think about my own journey, like to financial literacy and it really didn't happen until I was in my late twenties where I really had a, a good grasp of what I wanted to do with money, like actually saving money. I, I don't know what would have happened to me if someone like, let's say that at the time I left college, ESPN was like, yeah, you're great. We want you to, to be on Monday night football. We're going to pay you a million dollars a year. I wouldn't have known what to do. I, I really wouldn't have at 22 years old. Think about how stupid you were at 22. Real stupid. And now you're talking about giving these athletes money and free time. And I think any of us, if we are given money and free time, what is it? The, <laughs> the idle mind is a playground for the devil. Do you want to get funky with me? Do you want to? That's a deep cut, by the way. Deep, deep cut. So it, it interested me. Because I, my EP Tony is 26 years old. I, I wouldn't, I know that he's been raised well by loving parents. I still wouldn't trust Tony if you gave him a million dollar signing bonus and some free time. And he's like the nicest guy ever. There's just so much that we don't know. And because these guys, are big, strong, ferocious. They're at the top of their game. They're the top 1% of the people who have played football in this country. I think that we thrust upon them the idea of being an adult before they're fully formed. So I thought that the vulnerability that Miller showed in talking to JJ about this was fascinating because I know for a fact he's not alone. He is not alone in this. There are, I knew athletes who didn't have checking accounts when they got to the pros. That didn't know what to do with their bonus checks, had no savings accounts. You hear the terrible stories with football players as we get closer to the collective bargaining agreement. I remember from my experience of covering the team in 2009 when the player reps were talking to those guys about saving their money. And if you didn't know, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, NFL players get paid every week during the season. They get 17 checks. It's not like the rest of us who know that we're going to get paid our salary over 52 weeks. Imagine now I gave you all your money at once. Would you be smart enough to save it for an entire year? If we did this over a 17-week period, would you be smart enough to save it for the entire season? 
or entire year when you were 22. Now, Anthony Miller's not broke. I'm not trying to paint that picture. It's clear that he got some really good advice and he's so far listened to it. But I want you to listen to the conversation with JJ and myself, us discussing this and what kind of things he ran into. And, and just keep that in mind. Like, put yourself in that position. Imagine if you were in a position to have a whole bunch of money and a lot more time on your hands and what you would do. It's difficult. And I think that we should be more aware, more cognizant of the fact that some of these guys are going through the same thing that any one of us would do. And even though they are working in the professional ranks and there are cameras and and recorders and everything in front of them, that they are still, and that's what I kept thinking about, they're still my students' age. And having conversations with my students I wouldn't trust them if I gave them $300,000 at the signing bonus and their summer off. I don't know if I would trust them to, to then come back. Like, like that's what I kept thinking. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. You know, we're going to take a break for this quarter and I'm going to give each of you $300,000 and I'm looking forward to seeing you back here in six weeks. How many of them are coming back? None of them. They're not coming back or they are coming back and be like, what are you, what you going to teach us, Holmes? What are you going to teach us? I already got this $300,000 or should I say $170,000 because I've been on South Beach for the last week and it's almost all gone. So JJ and I had a really cool conversation about this. I hope that you get something out of it. I hope that. Uh, maybe you can relate. You can probably relate because we all go through some of this stuff. Uh, the piece is really good. You should read it. But here's JJ and I discussing it. So I went into talking to him just about, you know, okay, you're going into year two and you're, you're now healthy. That was kind of my premise. And wide receivers generally make this jump from year one to year two. So you're healthy. You have a better understanding of the offense, all these different things. And Miller kind of volunteered to me that there were some things off the field he went through last year. And kind of digging a little deeper into that, he said he was late to some workouts. There, you know, he was sort of like, it's like with any rookie where you're in this position, you're trying to take it all in, you got all this money, you got all this freedom that you didn't have in college. And one of the things that I, I thought he said that was the most interesting is that he realized last year that no one's going to hold your hand, you have to take care of yourself, and this is a league that they don't need you. They want you, but they don't need you. And I thought that was a really interesting comment for a second-year player to make where that is, that's something that a lot of players don't realize until it's too late and they're out of the league. And I thought him saying that was sort of a, a really interesting self-actualization about some of the mistakes he made last year that, you know, on the surface, we see him lead the team in touchdown receptions with seven. We see him dancing in the end zone and doing the rowing the boat thing you know, against the Vikings, and you see kind of the flash and the bravado and all the skill that he has. But beneath the surface, he was struggling to transition to the NFL, and that's something that almost every rookie goes through at some point. But for him, it was on kind of this larger scale, and I think you saw it between, I want to say it was the first three games in December. He was targeted twice, and that was sort of like, you know, a wake-up call. Of like, yeah, the league, need, they, they want you, but they don't need you. And that little stretch of games right there, I think, really told us a lot about 
what his season was last year, more so than even the seven touchdown receptions that he had. I found myself when I was reading the piece thinking about my own maturation. Mm -hmm. Like, what was I like at that age? And and I think because these guys are, are bigger, faster, stronger, I mean, they they walk into a room and you can you can tell an NFL player. I think that there's the assumption of full adulthood, right? By uh -huh. the time someone gets to the NFL, and it and it's not the case, and it's not the case for those of us who are not in the NFL. And and I wonder how many players are going through some of the same stuff where you probably do have more money than you've ever had in mm -hmm. your life. You have more free time than you've ever yeah. had. You have no one making sure that you're eating right, right. Or, or you're getting to bed on time. And that transition has got to be difficult. I, I thought it was interesting because he talked about time management being the most difficult thing. And that isn't exclusive to football players or athletes. Everyone who comes out of college where you, you have your schedule set and you know, it's like if you, know, you have assignments to do and, and all these different things, time management is something you, you really have to learn how to do well as an adult. And it's not something that is easy for everyone. And, you know, in, in the case of Anthony Miller, he said, yeah, you know, showing up to workouts late, not happy with himself about that. And there are just so many different things that happen to you when you become a professional athlete or when you just sort of are expected to be an adult that you str he struggled with. And Anthony Miller certainly is not the only person, let alone football player, to ever struggle with time management. But he came to realize it. And I, I think that that... To realize it at such a young age and to be like, man, I screwed up last year, that, that isn't going to catch him 59 passes for 900 yards this year. But it is going to help him make that jump from year one to year two and capitalize on the talent that he has. And the Bears certainly know and believe that he has. When did you think that you had kind of, you had gotten the whole adult thing? Oh, man. Are you, are you there yet? I don't know. if I mean, every day I'm learning something new. Just about being an adult. Like, I just bought a car two weeks ago, and I, I still had my old car, which I still was paying off. And I tore up our house looking for the title to it. Because I was like, I have to get the title to sell the car. And then I realized, well, wait, the bank has the title. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. And, like, it's just, like, certain things in adult adulthood so weird. But, yeah, I mean, I'm 30 and still learning how to be an adult. I don't know if you ever quite 100% learn how to be an adult. It, it's, it's even with the money thing. I, I kept thinking about that a lot because I, like trying to learn how to value money. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if you would have made me 22 and, and given me $3 million just you know, for poops and giggles if I would have been able to handle that. And I, I'm, I'm always fascinated in that aspect of what we do. Where we are still talking about, I mean, I have students. I mean, I, I, I know students that are the same age or older than the guys that mm -hmm. I cover. And I know that they don't necessarily have financial literacy. And if I were to dump a signing bonus on them, they'd be on South Beach and the money yeah. would be gone. And, and trying to learn it, I think, is a difficult thing. And it, it shows... What your piece did for me, like it, with Anthony Miller, it put it back into perspective that we are still talking about young men that right. that come into a fortune, and then they have to figure out how to navigate it. And think about Anthony Miller, too. He's a guy who had to work for everything. He didn't get a scholarship out of college. He signed a fake recruiting letter on signing day, so it didn't look like he wasn't getting, he wasn't kind of part of the ceremony at his high school. 
and he could you know sort of participate in it, even though he's walking on at Memphis. And he had to work his way up as a walk-on at Memphis to become a star, but you're still at Memphis. You're not this national, you're not playing at Alabama, you're not Jerry Judy, you're not, you know, Michael Hardman at Georgia. You are playing at Memphis. And, like, only hardcore college football fans know how much fun that Memphis office was. Like, but, you know, you're not this national star. And then all of a sudden, you are. The switch flips, and all of a sudden, you've worked for so much, you've worked so hard. Because I brought that up to him. I was like, you came into the league with this reputation as a guy who had a good work ethic because you have had to work for everything. And he was, you know, you sort of, you can read the piece, the, the exact quote that he said, but it was sort of like, you know, it's kind of, it's still hard. And I, I thought that was just a really interesting comment to make because it's not easy for everyone. Not everyone comes into the league and as soon as they're done in college, they become an adult and they act like they're, you know, a 10 year veteran out there. It's really hard to do that. Being an adult, Lawrence, is hard. 